This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters with 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Should you suffer property loss, dealing with the insurance company can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishmat Esther Titi Basrina. Also in the success of Aaron Halevi, success in your Shemaim for the Levi family, and also success of Tzvi Michael HaKohen Ben Sipora, the success of the Sheva and your Shemaim Lesheva, Gadiel Ben Lesheva, Shefran Lesheva, Reina Malka Batobabasha, and Emmet and Lesheva, Rufo Shalema of Shalma Yavadar Ben Sarah and and Bizrat Hashem, what else? Okay, and also, um, God willing, next Thursday, um, I'm having an exclusive talk and mixer. Uh, Nelly, Nelly's List is doing it. It's going to be in the National Hotel. It's going to be about an hour, hour and a half class, God willing. And that is going to be uh, for 25 to 45. So that is going to be in the National Hotel, South Beach, next week. Exclusive talk. Um, this class will really hit home. So if you're serious about getting married and you really, really want a lot of amazing pointers, God willing, I mean, it's a serious crowd. It's not a... It's not just a. It's not just a party. It's a party afterwards, I guess. But strongly recommend that class. Uh, singles only, of course. Singles only. Uh, couples can hear in the background. Um, also, um, somebody just posted. Somebody did a, this. Did us a really nice favor and and did a chart of the class that we did yesterday. So they did a whole chart on the, all the signs and what exactly you have to work on every single day. God willing, the class on the four elements will come out tomorrow. Uh, God willing. And I'm very, very excited. You have no idea how many, many out I've gone through this class, the recording studio, the this. It didn't, first, I didn't record it. it now I record it. Now I can't put it in order. Forget it. It's like, this is like, a, uh, I have arthritis from emailing the guy back. I mean, just, and that class is going to be the money. The proceeds for that class will be going to breastlove.org or spreading the classes, etc. And it's going to be, a, it's going to, we're, going to, we're going to charge $20 and it's going to be available on my website. I'm trying to do just certain classes that we put a lot more energy as master classes as a chance to do more fundraising uh, in order to spread the message and etc. Also rate and share the podcast. Today's class is a very, very powerful concept. Um, it's a little bit PG-13. You're going to understand now the why most gambling addicts have also issues with uh, women also. It's a mind-blowing class if you have to really, really understand it. One thing about like my, my teachings, again, we don't want to, we want you to get deeper. That's the key. You know, one of the things about Rav Nachman, I want you to understand the meaning and the depthness behind everything. And once you get to that point, you, you, it'll be much easier for you to repair something because you're, you're always going to repair it in a spiritual level. And that's when you spare everything in this, when you repair everything on the spiritual level, that is when all judgments get completely, revo- uh, completely released. But when we're always focusing on, you know, a gambling addiction without dealing with the spiritual connection to it, um, and we don't see the essence of it, then that's usually where we're not getting the results. So these classes, again, are not for, I don't know if they're for everybody. If you want deeper teachings, not just some superficial teachings, these are definitely, Rabbi Nachman is extremely deep. What I'm trying to do is just bring it out to you in a practical level where you can understand the language. But his teachings are just, it, there's another level and there's another level and there's another level every single time. 
I read his teachings, I'm more and more amazed on how much I know nothing. And this class is definitely going to give you a lot of, um, it's going to give you a lot of a wake-up call, those who are single. Um, you know, when you're, the, the questions you asked before, what do you do for a living? You should, you're not you're going to ask them, do you have faith? When you do, what do what you do for a living? It's not much what you do for a living, but how you handle uh, making a living. Um, I think that question never really gets asked. Uh, the question is, what, what do you do for a living? But that's it. Okay. What happens if the guy's business crashes? What happens if the guy has a bad quarter? What does he do? You know, where does he go for relief? How does he handle pressure? <clears throat> Those are the questions you should be really be asking. How do you handle pressure? How do you handle pressure? Because things don't happen when things are good. Things happen when there's pressure. And that's very, very important to understand that. And this is what this class is about. It's lesson 23. And the class starts by saying, there is a countenance. There's two types of countenance. There's a countenance of holiness, which represents joy, happiness. And there's a countenance of darkness, which represents the concept of a darkened face, idolatry, melancholia. But Rav Nachman's telling us is you could tell pretty much by the guy's face, not by the size of his kippah or the size of his beard, pretty much what's going on in his face and what's going on in his life. We read energy in two seconds. This is why I can read energy very much, just the face. The face is the panim. Either you have light on your face, for example, if you're walking around with joy, that means you have faith, you have truth, and you see a bigger picture in life. If you're walking around with darkness and you're walking around with, with constant, constant worrying sadness, then you're connected to something else. Again, we are here to repair. We are not here to say, oh, what are all these years I had it wrong. No, I'm just telling you there's two types of faces. If a person has faith and a person believes that everything's from God, then he's not going to get depressed if a deal goes bad or something goes bad. But if a person loses that faith, then he's connected to the darkness. And this is why... You have to understand we are predisposed to darkness. We are pro- predisposed to sadness. From the curse of Adam, you will eat, you will eat with, the so- with, dark- with, with sadness. You will eat your bread with sorrow. So already you are predisposed. Right off the bat, you are predisposed to, be, to, have a, to, have, to recognize whenever there's money, there's going to have an aspect of sadness. And this is a major, major war that you are facing. You are predisposed already. Anything to do with money, food. Also, food could be the same story. You can be predisposed to sadness if you, that food is not being elevated. Sex also, either you're procreating or you're using it for lust. Predisposed. These are the three things that you are predisposed. So you have to be very careful in these three things. Today we're gonna to talk about the aspect of money, how it's all related to everything else. You are predisposed. So whether you are not, the reason why you have any success in this area is because you're working on yourself spiritually. Otherwise, you're, you're just, you're, it's almost gravity. You're gravity down to the stuckness of life, etc. Um, those of us that keep Shabbat, we can at least take the day off and recognize, you know, the whole thing about Shabbat is, is you're recognizing you have no control over anything. I can make an effort, but the results are up to God. When we double our effort sometimes, and we think that we can't make money just by doing a transaction, this is a form of idolatry also. Too much hishtadlut, too much extra work can also be a form of avoidazara. 
just the same thing as training. You can work out 45 minutes, 50 minutes, you get a great workout. You can work out two and a half hours, that workout can actually go to nothing because you put too much stress on the body, the body has not cortisol, and sometimes that workout will not even create, create benefits. So this is an area, especially those of us who are Tauruses, who are, their whole life is all about accumulating the fact that there's Tauruses here in the group. They're all about is accumulation of money, accumulation, accumulate more, more and more and more, because that's what they think. As long as they control, they have enough, enough, nothing's gonna happen to them. But this itself, because it's funny how Taurus itself, the element of earth itself, can their 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 major issues depression sadness that's their number one problem not not structure not waking up in the morning not planning not going to business they'll get there they'll do everything but you could see when they're drawn to the sadness and depression they can't handle it we're going to talk about the mezuzah we're going to talk about why we put a mezuzah next time you put a mezuzah you're going to look at completely different uh, what, what that represents in our lives so Rav Nachman tells us there's a face of darkness, there's a face of, there's a face of light, and there's a face of darkness. And again, you could see just the body posture. You see a guy walking, you know, the, sometimes you go, you'll see the, the New York days with the... Now, believe it or not, according to Rav Kessin, which I believe 100%, this COVID was actually supposed to fix these three problems. COVID was supposed to fix the Taba for money because the whole world got closed. So you're like, well, what do we know? The whole world is closed. How could you? We recognize how much God is in charge of everything. Not your country closed. The whole world. It's pretty. It's a crazy phenomenon how the world. We completely forgot that the whole world closed, like for two or three months. The 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 tava, for tava means a um, tava means a desire for money was supposed to be rectified from the, the whole world closing. So we would see a bigger picture and say, hey, God can close the world. I should have a different relationship with money. The six feet was the rectification for pigama Brit, for, for sexual relations, because you have to stay six feet, right? And the mask was really a tikkun for spilling blood, murdering somebody. Because when you speak Lashon Hara, it's like murdering somebody. So that technically culture was supposed to be a three-in-one tikkun for these three things. What had happened? <laughs> What come out, came out of it? BML matters. All these nonsense came out of it. Nothing. What came out of it at the end of the day? It, it, it I don't know if it ended up doing its purpose, but I think it, there was some. There was definitely some holiness behind that whole thing, and what happened to it is after. So Rab Nachman tells us is he tells you there's a countenance of happiness and there's a countenance of darkness. Very simple. When you're walking around with with emuna and you have good perspective, you're walking around with you're upbeat, you're positive. You're, um, even if a deal goes bad, okay, we'll get on the next one. But if, the, if you're walking around with that darkness, that sadness, you're walking around like the li- life is over, why isn't everything that happened to me? And you're sort of falling into that connection of, God forbid, darkness. Now, there are those who succumb to the desire for money and they do not believe that God can provide a person with livelihood through an easy way. So what do they do? They, they stand, spend great effort in chasing after their money. They eat their bread with sorrow, with great sorrow you will eat. Sorrow is referred to as, according to what he's saying here, as melancholia. Melancholia means sadness, etc. Such people are tied to the, the countenance of the other side. Maybe we can understand from this, from this word, from this passage, that how when you're passionate about something, you end up not only doing what you're doing, but you end up making money at the end of the day. Because the, you, that work is, is you, you have a mission. It's part of your passion. But if it's only 
um, because of the prop, because of you're trying to, you know, make, you know, you're trying to reach what your neighbors are making, or you're trying to, you're, you have low self-esteem, God forbid, and this leads you to chase, this is what they're referring to. So to, to the extent that we have lower self-esteem, we, we have to chase more, we're, we're more and more sadder, we're more and more depressed. Well, what we should be doing is attracting. We've always said this line many times, don't wait for the deal to close to breathe, breathe and the deal will close. It's the complete opposite. You know, life is very simple. It teaches you pretty much that the same way you got into the problem, it's the same way you gotta get out of it. The problem is the solution at the end of the day. Most of our problems are right in front of our face, but we, we, we barely see them because we're not, we're not looking in the right direction. So this is where the, the, he begins the Torah. And he, and he begins, and he says that your, even your body, he connects the, the spleen itself uh, with the, the spleen and the bile, they have a black fluid. And black fl- fluid refers to as mora shora. Mora shora means black fluid, sadness. Anytime there's a black fluid, black bile, etc. Even in your body, your body excretes four liquids, blood, urine, uh, phlegm, and, and this black fluid. This comes from the bile. This comes from this area. And you could see how the bile and the, this area... Because what happens is when the liver cannot produce anymore and, and it becomes toxic, what, what, what's the liver represent? Anger. When you can't handle it, too, you're trying to control everything and, and it gets out of hand. Then a, the liver gets, can't get a break. And then it causes sadness and this black fluid in the body comes out, connected to more shor, and this leads to sadness. So this is where our, our, it's very, very important. Broken heart does not affect the, does not affect the spleen. That God forbid, sadness and depression affect the spleen. Again, we're not talking, we're not referring here here where people are, are having inclination to chemical depressions. We're here. We're talking about the emotional part. Let's make that clear. Save the emails. Save the emails for another for somebody else. I know what you're talking. Just get understand my intentions here. And this, as our sages says, how do we know that idolatry is impure? It's like a it's like a menstruated woman. That she's in, in, she's in nida, okay. A nida means she's not clean, but she has, but she could be clean. But nida itself represents that. So now Reb Nachman tells us that we are either connected to, to if you have faith, then you'll have joy. If you don't have faith, you have darkness. Pretty simple formula. If you have emuna, then you're going to look at everything and you're going to say, well, it's not meant to be that we made the deal. Everything happens for a reason, etc. It's a test, I'm going to pass it. If you don't have faith, you're going to say, I can't believe I keep on going through these headaches. Nothing works out. And all you're going to do is find the person to blame. The economy, whatever this clown is, uh, Biden, whoever, whatever, you're going to rationalize why things are not working out. This is the way our mind works. Our mind is just interested in rationalization. And this could be very problematic. Because if I'm too busy rationalizing everything, I don't understand that maybe God's just testing me. And there's a bigger solution behind Amuna, and I really have to have Amuna. I went through this situation last year where I lost a six million dollar customer, and because of that six million dollar customer, I kept on. My mantra was, "If you put God in distress, double you will get double." It's exactly what happened. I completely, you didn't, you didn't hear, you didn't. I didn't miss a class. I didn't stop praying. I was completely in. A, I knew there was a contraction. I knew it was a test. Baruch Hashem, not only that, but we ended up getting uh, Medicaid, and et cetera, and we ended up, we never would have gotten this, these other contracts if it wasn't for that contraction. And I always, that was the mantra. 
put God in distress. Did the test come? Yes. Did, was there a testimony? Yes, because I knew it was a test. Well, God's, God's going to punish me because I'm doing classes. You gotta, we have to get rid of this, this childish imagination. And money is a test. Some people have money, it destroys them. Some people have money, it helps, it makes them. Don't assume that money is always a bracha. We keep on chasing it, but don't assume it's always a bracha. If you handle it well, it could be a bracha. But if you don't handle it well, it could be the biggest curse of your life. Just look at the lottery winners. You don't see happy people there. There's a connection between wine no vessel. So there's not always happy, money is not always a blessing. Very, very important. If it's not handled correctly, it could actually be turn you arrogant, make you cheat on your wife, and think you own the world. And you see this all the time. He made money, he completely changed. What are you talking about? You should say change for the better. That means there's a specific formula here that this is dangerous. Money can be very dangerous in the wrong place, etc. And this is where when there's no faith, the money is going to, you're going to have this curse of my hands. My hands are making the work. And that is already the, the, the beginning of the end. Once you think it's your hands making everything, that's the beginning of the end. Because your power, your control, etc. And this is my hands. What do you think you're washing your hands every day in the morning for? Why do we wash our hands before we eat bread? If we look at the deep, deep distance behind it. Because we, wanna, we lift up our hands to recognize we're about to eat bread. Let me not get fooled. I have to, my hands have to go right above the head. That means the hand represents faith. I raise my hands. Raising the hands represents faith. The hands represents faith. Where do we know that the hands represent faith? Very simple. When Moshe's hands were up, the Jews won the war. When his hands were down, what, what do you mean they won the hands were down? He was sluggish. They lost it. So it reminds us every single time we eat bread, make sure the hands, faith, the bread is connected to faith. It's not so connected. I'm not telling you you have to be late. Of course you have to do your shtalut. Of course you have to put in the effort, etc. We're not saying that. But you need to know when to put the brakes and you need to let God, let go and let God. Over, when you overdo it, that could definitely cause uh, unfortunately, tremendous amount of sadness. Rabbi Nachman is going to tell us here the magical formula. And it's funny how things are pretty obvious in life, if you really realize it. Look at the dollar. <laughs> what, is, what in the world does the dollar say? In God we trust. <laughs> Who knows if they're going to take it out of the dollar now. They're going to make new dollars, these, these, you know, these clowns now. But in God we trust. There's the formula for money in the dollar. <laughs> Look at the dollar. In the, it's in your face, the formula for money. How many times have you seen something that's in your face? In God we trust. When you trust, you let go. When you don't trust, you control. When you control, you get angry. What happens after anger? Depression. So it's all a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. So this is where an emotion, when you get an emotion, you start getting to work, and you start getting panicking, worrying, and depressed. Oh, ho, ho. It's not time to overdo it. It's time to pull back and let go. It's time to pull back. Worrying is fear, chronic fear. When you're worried about something too much, it's telling you you have chronic fear. That's a chronic thing. And we think, oh, God doesn't want to provide. No, sometimes you don't, there's no place for him to provide because you're busy worrying all day or you're busy too depressed. And even if he gave it to you, you would say, oh, well, what about next month? So what do, you, what, what, what do you do? What do you do with such a person? So you have to change your relationship with money and it's actually the desire itself is what's causing the blockage. If I could tell you today, 
the majority of the things I've received in my life came to me without even asking. I was just in a very good place to receive. I would say that. There's a formula behind it. The more you chase something, the less it goes away. And especially if you're chasing out of low self-esteem. Because then it's just going to be a complete, you know, it's the pushy, it's the pushy salesman syndrome. Nobody wants to buy from a pushy salesman. You need to understand the way it works. It has to flow to you. And this is where Rav Nachman says that the word mamon, which is genius, genius, genius. I always, this is a mantra that I always have, and this is part of my prayer every single day, every single time I pray in his bodhidut. <clears throat> the word mamon itself, with its letters, is equivalent to 140. If you add the letters, I believe it's 136, plus the letters itself is 140. So Rav Nachman tells us something very deep. There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin that says, heavy is my head, heavy is my arm. There are those who succumb to tremendous greed that they think that they're controlling the money. This is why there's 140 cries. Basically, mamon is, I have to cry out 140 times. What is this 140 times? What does cry out mean? You have the curse of the 70 cries. So you do have to pray for Parnassah, right? Anytime we have 70, 70 refers to a birth. There's a Gemara that says that before a woman gives birth to, to a child, she has to have 70 contractions. There's 70 contractions before a prophet can come out, before a birth to come out. Right? That's part of the process, part of the curse. You have to have the contractions. That's the headaches, I would say, today. You know, sometimes I have headaches in business, and I say, oh, thank God, we had five contractions today. We're 65, we have 65 more to go. You start a new business, what happens? Contraction here, contraction there, that contraction, this contraction. And you have to almost understand that these 70 contractions are part of the process. And you have to go through them. Nobody goes through a business without any contractions. How you handle the contractions? We want to let them happen, let them go. Now, now, and then you have to scream another 70 times. What are the other screams for? You have to pray that you should not succumb to thinking that it's you making the money. You have to pray for your, pray that you don't think, you don't have the illusion that you're the greatest businessman, that you're the this, that you're the this, that I, it's in my hands. Get rich or die trying mindset. So not only do you have to deal with the 70, but you have to realize, oh my God, and you know, it's, this is not like working out. Working out, you work out your muscles, you get results right away. You'll see it or you don't. You're out of shape. There's no mystery why you're out of shape. You're not working out. But it does not work like that spiritually. There's certain people with more mazal than others. There's certain people that are just to have more mazal in general. And there's certain people that, that are more prone to things, etc. But if you have a better relationship with money, that means success, joy brings money, not the opposite. Because when you're in a better mood, you're going to give charity, you're going to be more char- charitable, etc. But when we're not, we're too focused on losing the money. So not only will you not give the money, but you will fall in sorrowness and you will come home and you will eat your bread without any simcha. So this is why I'm telling people extremely very careful. You have to have, your morning ritual should be spiritually, you don't even go to work until all your spiritual work is done. That itself tells you, hey, my priority is spirituality, then I go to work. We don't want to go to work and pray in the office. Because what you're basically saying, work is first, God is second. Or you're saying, Moses is Moses and business is business. No, 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 no. It doesn't really work like that. I hate to tell it to you. 
It does not work like that. This is why our sages say, Shabbat, that all the blessings for the week come on Shabbat. Rav Nachman even tells you something deeper. And he says the food you eat on Shabbat is just the vehicle so the, the money can come through it. Genius concept. That means we have the illusion of that our, our hands, our hands, our hands, our hands. Now, what happens if you're not into the system and you're not into this? You will make money. Let's say you make money because you fall into the Teva if you're a great worker. You can make money, but you will not have any kind of peace for it. For it. it will not give you peace. We're not saying that you cannot make money otherwise. Yes, you could, but you will not have any peace for it. You will not enjoy it. It will always be sadness. And at the end of the day, if you give a guy $100 and he always wants 200 or 400 you're already predisposed to this. It's always going to be sadness. So you're not even going to enjoy anything. You know, you go, you go live in a beautiful house. You're this. You know, I went to I, I had a, a house that I had to go to Palm Beach. A guy had a claim. And the guy's in, I mean, this, this house has to be a... $30 million house. And the, and the guy has amnesia. He can't remember anything. He's in a $30 million house in Palm Beach and he can't remember anything. What is that worth? What in the world is that? What in the world is that? He got stressed out, all kinds of illnesses. What is that worth? You're in $30 million. You can't even enjoy it. You can't even enjoy it. So we want to be able to have a bracha we can enjoy it. There's another Pasuk that says, and this is from Gemara Pesachim, that says, earning one's livelihood is twice, is twice as hard as giving birth. Don't tell this to your wife, but believe it or not, the curse for earning a livelihood is twice as, as giving birth. So, why? Because giving birth is only 70 cries. Making a living is 140 cries. So we have this, we have, this is why it's very important that the male, everybody has to go through cries. Everybody has to go through the process. But you can control those cries. I have an option, which is an amazing concept that, that you, we should have an option. You have an option that you can cry in prayer and the cries of business will take care of That means you have to do the toil. Our sages tell us if, you, if a person toils for, for heaven, heaven will take away the worldly toil. But if you don't toil for heaven, then you have to deal with the worldly toil. So I, the toil is, a, is almost like a tax you have to pay. But let's say I wake up in the morning, I spend two hours toiling and learning. Toiling and, 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 and etc. That day I'll have chesed. So the, 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 the customer that was going to complain at three o'clock goes away. That situation goes away. So I can, I can pretty much pick the toil. That is amazing. Because you're going to get much more enjoyment from toiling in spirituality in Torah than you're going to get from dealing with a, all kinds of headaches that can... And by the way, a million things can go wrong in business. A million things. When we have a good day, we just take it for granted. Oh, okay, good day. A million things could have gone wrong that day. A million things could have gone wrong that day. But when you recognize, when I see, wow, when I put that strong morning ritual, and I put that strong, I see the days, they're manageable. But when I'm off spiritually, to go to business, okay, you'll make the same money, but all day long, you're putting out one fire, putting out another fire, putting out another fire, and at the end, you're burnt out. So that is really what we really want to get. We want to master the. We want to be able to control where we're going to put the energy in. I'd rather put the energy in my prayers. I, I can lead growth. I can lead this. Then only deal with business, etc. And this is why it's very, very important that 
you have your relationship with money. And this is the Pasuk that says, it was from my own strength and my power of my hand that brought me to all my prosperity. This atma is otzma, power. You know, I was very nervous one time with, when that speech before COVID came, how the country was on top of the world and, and, and everything's amazing, amazing. And it was a Trump speech right before COVID came. And at the end, after that speech, I had such a bad feeling. Like, our hands did this, we did this, and we did this, and we did this, and we did this. After that, COVID came. I'm not saying that speech was... I'm just trying to explain to you. When I got, I got a little nervous, it was too confident. This is why every single time we have a good day in business, thank God. It's God's kindness. But when you start thinking, you, 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 you're almost asking for an audit. Really? It's all you? Let me take, let me give you a problem, see if it's all you. You don't want to put yourself in a position to say, um, hello, IRS, can you come to my house at this address? I need an audit. So anytime you take credit for something, you're pretty much, Baruch Hashem, now that they're going to have 87,000 new IRS workers, assuming they're all going to come to work, etc. You can't even get an employee. But <laughs> you'll have, it's basically calling the IRS and asking for an audit. Anytime you take control and you take credit for something, you're pretty much asking for an audit. And those audits are not usually good. It's not a smart thing to do. Everything has the Hashem. We don't want to sit there and take credit too much. You put the work in, you're going to get, you're going to get. but you have to recognize it's all coming. So what is Rav Nachman, what is the solution to all this? He's saying, and no, by rectifying the Brit, when a person has a relationship with, with the Brit, when he keeps his Brit, with the 40-day challenge, whatever we would say, sexual energy, then that refers to keeping Nida and, and all these things. And that's, then you will be saved from the sadness when you make money. Keeping the bread saves you from greed of making money. Remember, you're already dealing with a lot of hot blood and money. You have a tendency already for this. So imagine now you don't have this bread. Now you have a double problem. Because what happens, you're going to get sad in business. And I always track the same thing. When I ask the guy, how did you fall into this sex addiction? How did you fall into this? Very, almost every time. I lost money at work. I had a bad year. I got depressed. There you go. It's almost the same pattern. I lost this. I went to this. Because what happens when you lose money at work and you don't have a Muna? You're going to have sadness. And where do you think you're going to go for sadness? Escape. So they all go hand in hand. So you can't tell me a gambling addict does not have this problem. Of course he has this problem. Because his problem is he's gambling because he wants to make the money quicker. He has low self-esteem. Automatically he's connected. That, that gambling has no happiness to it. There's no joy in gambling. There's no joy in chasing money. It's guaranteed sadness. You already know it already. Because that person doesn't have a healthy relationship. Now he's going to tell you, look, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's like a guy jumping off a building and saying, how are you doing? So far, so good. But eventually that, that... And this is where today we got lured into the stock markets, into the Bitcoins. Instead of, bit, bit, instead of Bitachon, we got into this... Everybody was rolling with Bitcoin and this and this. And what happened in three, four months? 50% value, the whole... The whole uh, all, these, all these currency exchange, all these exchanges. 50% slash, not even two or three months. To show... What, what, I'm buying this, I'm buying this. Next thing you know, 50% of your portfolio is down this year, 40%. Something crazy. But, but when you recognize this, and again, I've been through all of these challenges. I've, I, it's, I, I can teach you this, but I, I live this life. 
So I, I could have never fixed my gambling addiction without knowing, oh my God, if I don't fix the, the once I fixed the Brits, I no longer needed to gamble. I no longer cared about giving gamble. I no longer cared about making money fast. I had the patience. So it's funny how the really the cure for the gambling addiction was Rav Nachman's teachings. Because I no longer needed that tava. One works with the other. Basically, one protects the other. If you have the Brit, you're protected from the sadness of making money. If you don't have the Brit, you're guaranteed to be sad making money because you're already predisposed to the curse. So that is the salt. What does salt do? It preserves meat. Salt preserves meat. The salt sucks the blood out. It preserves it. If it wasn't for the salt, believe it or not, we're thinking... We're thinking when we dip the bread in salt, we're thinking, oh, I'm just dipping the bread in salt. <laughs> Very deep, what are you doing? You are actually, the salt is making the bread sweet. If it wasn't for the salt, you couldn't bear the bitterness of the, of the bread. It would be bitter to you. Opposite. The salt is preserving the bread because otherwise you cannot eat the bread with happiness because you're predisposed to be sad for bread. So actually the salt represents two things. Salt also represents Shmeratabrit. This is why the salt takes away all the blood, the bad blood, right? Salt takes away blood. We salt meat. And also salt teeth, salt away your blessings. Salt also preserves it. So charity, which is the opposite of greed, and sadness with, with, the, with the sexual promiscuity, both of those, as the Zohar says, that were not for the salt, the world could not bear the bitterness. So start thinking of salt as sweetening. Salt is not bitter. Salt actually sweets it. And this is where the Pasuk says in Zechariah, Also, with the blood of your covenant through circumcisions, I have freed you from your prisoner from the pit. What is he saying here? Because of your covenant, I freed, freed you from your prisoner of the pit. The pit refers to as depression. So you could say that this guy's happy and he's with all these girls and he's, he's not happy. Because if you're happy, you would be content with one woman. What do you need seven women for? What do you need an Instagram with 25 girls? It's like a guy in a buffet telling you, look, look what's for breakfast. And he's got, you know, uh, the pancake factory and he's got uh, 25. You'd say this guy's, uh, look how much food he needs to be happy. This is a sickness. This is not a happy. But today, this is what everybody wants. Everybody wants the, the, the guy with 25 girls on the Instagram, and that's how it would be him. And that's the guy who's more depressed than, than you are 10 times. Because otherwise he wouldn't need 10 pictures of 10 girls. What do you need so much approval for? The whole, it's a paradox. The more approval you need, the more you're sick, the more you need. This is why Yosef Atzadik was happy. He didn't need approval. But today, when we have very low self-esteem, we need a lot of approval because we're sad. So we need a lot of validation. So we have to show, look, this is who I am. And, and society, and this is what society is chasing. So you tell a guy, come, let's learn Torah. Let's keep the bread. Why would I do that? Look what I can get. He's falling right into the path. He's falling right into that trap. Right into that trap. So this is where mazal, changes your mazal. You have to run away from that life. When I'm telling you, listen, I got married after 30 days of being, I'm like, I know where this can go. I knew the Torah. I'm saying, I know where this can go. God forbid, if this is a problem, I have two problems. 
because you'll never enjoy the money if you don't have this, because you're already predisposed to sadness here, and then the, the escape is the sex. So now you have two problems. And not only will you have those two problems, but those two problems will actually, one problem will not even allow you to have clarity to fix the business problem. Can you have emunah if a person's constantly depressed with, with sexual addictions? And se- can you have it? No. How can he have it? He can't even, he can't even focus. So you could see where Rav Nachman, this Torah is, is like, this Torah should be spoken to the world. It, it's that powerful. And this is where you have, and you'll see it, and in the, the indicator that what you have is basically how, it, how do you handle is joy. If you have a munah, you're guaranteed to joy. You're guaranteed to have faith. But if you don't have a munah, you look at the person's face and he's nothing but darkness. And what do you think happens? He comes home with that darkness and he blames his wife for spending too much money. And then he blames his kids for not being good. You understand? Then the whole world is on. The whole world has to pay the price for this. Because you can't handle your own problems. You, every, you know, you've got to dump it on everybody else. You know how many times we hear these horrific stories, right? That the guy comes back, bad business, come home and just screams at everybody, treats everybody like crap. Because he doesn't have a Muna. If he had a Muna, he wouldn't have fallen to this. He would not have fallen to this. He would have a different relationship with money. And you can see how many people are affected by this. You know how many horrific phone calls I get like this? Horrific phone calls. Horrific phone calls. Horrific phone calls where, where they, the guy's blaming the wife for everything. And, and no, it's your responsibility. You, that's why when you start to, my wife spends too much money. Blah, blah, blah. You need to have a better relationship with money. It's very, very important. And this is the meaning when a man takes a wife, they ask him, did you find or did you found? Found or find? This is because livelihood corresponds to the wife. There's a pasuk that says, whoever, because if you have relationships with your wife in a kosher way, then you, then you don't fall into this problem. And this is where it says, whoever interferes with a friend's child, livelihood, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin 81a. The Gemara says, whoever interferes with somebody's livelihood, it is considered like he had relationships with his wife. What does one thing have to do with the other? Because you're coveting. You're coveting his stuff. You're coveting, and the money comes from the wife. So if you're coveting his stuff, you're basically interfering with his livelihood. You want his money. It's like you're sleeping with his wife. Wild stuff, my friends. But pretty much, this is what happens. So you have to be careful. And this is very important why you have to have friends that, are, that have a good eye. Because if friends don't have a good eye, you know, they're busy taking inventory. You know, they always said, uh, you know, Jews don't need accountants. Everybody's counting for them already. How much is he worth? How much is he there? Guy goes into a restaurant. He has 25 tables. He's making $400 a table. The guy just sits down and eats and stops counting everybody's money. This guy's counting. He's making this a year. How, how do I may open up a restaurant like this? This is the way people think. You don't even need an accountant. Everybody's doing the counting for you. You need to count your own stuff. You need to make your own accounting. Not doing this. I always see this story. It's funny. How sometimes you end up with a couple. How much do you think he's making tonight? Eat the food. What do you care? How much is he? How much he's making? But this is where the mind goes. If this is all you think about all day, God forbid you don't have spirituality. This is all that you think about is how much this guy's making and where do I buy, copy his business and everything. This is a reality, my friend. Now he says. And this is where if you have a good relationship, you have Shalom Bayit, now you know why. If you have Emunah, you have trust, and you have Shalom Bayit. 
you have Shalom Bayit, then that brings Parnasa, because it's coming through the wife. From in the, but if you don't have Emunah, you come home with bitterness, you blame your wife for spending, then you don't have Shalom Bayit, then you fall into more bitterness and more bitterness and more bitterness. This is just like a bad cycle. When I'm telling you, listen guys, you need to fix the Brit, and you tell me, stop talking about the Brit, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Let me do what I need to do, and you need to do what you do. If I'm trying to explain to you, this is the problem, because this saves you from everything. <laughs> but without this, you can't even handle money. Because even if you get money, it's not going to be enough. And then, even if you're with somebody, you want to marry a guy that wants to be happy with his wife that he's content with his wife. You want a guy saying, I'm not content with her, I need another girl, I need another girl. God forbid, but this is what happens. And it's the man's job to really pick up, take responsibility and control himself in this area. But if you don't have a munah, you're guaranteed to fall into darkness, you're guaranteed to fall into this. And this is where sages tell us the concept of a mezuzah. What does the mezuzah have? It has the name Shin Dalajud on it. What does the mezuzah do? The mezuzah is supposed to protect you against greed. Because the mezuzah has the name Shindalad Yud. The name of Shindalad Yud represents the name of the Brit. Shindalad Yud, those three words, that means there's a correct relationship between the mezuzah and the Brit. So if I have the mezuzah on my door, that's protecting my house. We, people just put up a mezuzah, they don't know what they're doing. They just put it up. That's, there's a, a lot of depthness about the mezuzah. Because Shindalad Yud represents enough. Die. I have enough. I'm content. I'm content here. I'm content with my birth. I have a munah. That will allow you to protect the house. But once that mezuzah breaks, mentally, it's not just a mezuzah. It's the mental mezuzah. Because what does the mezuzah say? You shall not covet. So this is a vicious cycle today that you really, really have to work on. And, and this is why length of days is a result of the mezuzah. In order for your days should be lengthened. So again, a recap for this. The way to really, really, you need to have a different relationship with money. Money is just a tool. If you're using money as, to, if money defines your happiness, like we said many times, if self-worth is net worth, even if you do make the money, you'll never be happy. You'll always be cursed. And if you always be cursed, then your shalom bai is going to go bad. You're always going to need escape. So this is where the beginning of all of this is really to rectify the Brit. That will help you connect to spirituality. Because remember, the more spiritual I am, the different, the more, the ch- my relationship with money changes. When I'm spiritual and I receive money, I'm looking now to give charity. I'm looking for to elevate things. I'm, I'm elevating the money. But if I'm not spiritual, the, when I get the money, I'm hoarding the money. Out of fear of losing it, out of fear of not having enough. And my whole life is in bitterness of contracting, protecting, controlling. It, it's pretty much what, what's happened in the world. When people are too fearful, they hoard everything. They control everything. They're, they're paranoid. You understand? Oh, this guy opened up a business next to me. Uh, he's going to take my parnasa from me. I heard a great story how there was a, the, the two ice cream factories. The two ice cream, I, I forgot the name of the, who told the story itself. But there was a two, the, the main ice cream, the two major Jewish ice cream story. And what happened is there was a power outage or a hurricane or something. And one of them had a generator. And what did he do? He called his competitor and he said, because his competitor did not have a generator. He called his competitor and says, listen, I know you don't have any power. Please put your ice cream in my, in my facility. That's what, it's emunah. It's not about this guy's taking my money from me. Nobody can take money from you if it's not meant to be taken from you. The paranoia is when you're sad and depressed, you think everybody's out to get me. He's out to get me. He's taking my money. He's taking my money. Look, he's doing this. This is all la-la land. You're in Legoland in your own head. 
Because you have no relationship to spirituality. You think everything's about you. Everybody's paranoid. What is paranoia? Fear and extreme. Nervousness, worry, is chronic fear. Paranoia is fear and extreme. Like extreme superstition. Everybody's giving me the eye. This one's giving me the eye. That's why I lost the money. That's all, all these, these are all very deep-rooted fears that this has been a cultural thing that our parents said this. And our grandparents said this. So we think this is the, oh, it must be like this. So I have to fear. I have to worry about somebody giving me the eye all the time. You have to get this, this nonsense out of your head. When you, live a, when you live and you have a different relationship and you pray, and you, you don't even think about this nonsense all day long because you know nobody can touch you. Yosef Atzadik was able to say, I'm from the sons of Yosef Atzadik. The eye has no power over me because he was above the eye. He was above the eye. But when we fall below our radar, we fall into greed, we fall into this, and we fall into top, and, 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 destroy, and destroys families. You hear today, how many stories you hear? The person dies, everybody's fighting. The, the, all you hear is fighting, and we're, we're supposed to be the chosen people. And that's why we have, we're lucky. We're lucky that we can give tzedakah. Those that give tzedakah, this cools off the problem. But without giving tzedakah and constant greed, 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 I promise you there's nothing but you get nothing you will eat in a, your beautiful house, but you won't even enjoy it. I've, I've walked into houses of people that are not in the world. I want one time I walked into an apartment, 20, again, $20 million apartment on the ocean. The person had like a, uh, a small claim, whatever, $20,000, $30,000 claim, a small claim. Look what happened to my apartment. The world is over. This is the world is over. Because it's a $20,000, $30,000 claim. You're in a $20 million in the ocean. The world is over because of this. This is the end of the world. But yes, when you have no faith, you major minor things. This minor thing destroyed her day. I said, Rafur Shalema, if you can, all you see is this problem in this beautiful apartment. And this is, you see, Rafur Shalema. You can't even enjoy the apartment. You can't even enjoy the apartment. You can't even enjoy the ocean. And the ocean, the beauty, it was just it was the nicest day in the world. But that person was stuck in, was stuck in exile. Was stuck in exile. May Hashem help us that we should all work on ourselves. That we should enjoy, we, whatever we get, we should enjoy it. We should have fulfillment. Not just eat, eat everything with sorrow and, and sadness and depression and greed and envy and Lashon Hara. All of this is due to not having the proper relationship with money. Have a great day. Remember the guy who told us the story about